It would be extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. Welcome to the 29th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined as always by Eric Schwartz and Claudia Yaw, and it's Sunday, December 27th. People. It is so nice to have Claudia back. It is. I don't know how we survived oh, last week's just Nightcrawler. A, a true breath of fresh air. Uh, she's not even looking at her phone and pretending she knows anything about the news, because she actually knows things about the news. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. You guys are so mean to him. <laughs> we will never quiz anyone so again. I told Claudia that after last week's news quiz. I like the Crowley news quiz. I know, but maybe we can like slip him the answers next time, and we know he's not going to look at it anyways, <laughs> but at least we will have tried, and then maybe just ask easier questions. Like, uh, how do you get home, Crawler? <laughs> Nightcrawler, what is your birthday? <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. All right, so it's Sunday, December 27th. The halls have been decked. The little boy has drummed. Jeez. Santa Claus has come to town, folks. Christmas is in the books, so get ready for Dead Week. It's that brief stretch where time stands still in the week between Christmas and New Year's. How are you guys celebrating Dead Week? Uh, traditionally, it has been a ter- terrible time for newspapers generating news because not a whole lot happens and people are all on vacation and you can't get a hold of them. Um, so we'll be, I'm sure Claudia and I will be trying to dig up some news. I'm going to be slowly watching my two-foot-tall Christmas tree die. Just wither Ooh. and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just going to leave it until it has no yes. nothing left on it. I like just that. wait for every single pine needle to fall off and then chuck it out a window. Did you get anything good for Christmas, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I got, some, I got some cool stuff. I got a couple new gray hoodies. <laughs> uh, I now have enough to wear one every single day of the week. So Good. Uniforms. I, I feel like a complete man. What did your son Ty get you? Uh, he got me a gray hoodie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's great. Yes, my girlfriend also got me a gray hoodie. They know you so well. Uh, they do. I, you know what? I'm a man of simple tastes. What a flex there, just mentioning that you have a girlfriend. I know. What, uh, <laughs> what, did, what did your son get you? Uh, nothing, but I've been playing with his toys. He got a Darksaber um, from The Mandalorian, so cool. also a Baby Yoda. So I've uh-huh. been recreating nice. various scenes throughout the house. Great. Uh, what did your wife get you? Uh, we did not exchange gifts this year. Oh, yeah. hmm. Thanks for uh, exposing that rift in my marriage, Aaron. <laughs> did, she <get> you, <laughs> did she get you a gift card to Home Depot to buy supplies to build your own doghouse? Oh, hey yo! Hey. I was so uncomfortable. Really took a long walk for that one, no, didn't I? <laughs> no, no. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we had uh, Tacos El Rey for dinner on Christmas. They were open. There was only a handful of restaurants open, and they were one of them, so... We went there. It was fantastic. Traditional, even. I think I'm going to go there every Christmas now. Uh, I like that tradition. Uh, we had takeout pizza from Jeremy's in Shayless. Oh, they were open. Uh, Christmas Eve, yeah. Uh, okay. How about you, Claudia? Um, what did I eat? Yeah. Uh, what did you eat? What did you get? Eric got me that smoked salmon. I was super stoked on that. that oh, was yeah. That's good stuff. I'm glad yeah. you said that. That's still up in the fridge. He gave me some, too. <laughs> No, what that was the previous salmon air. This <laughs> one's the other salmon. This one's from yeah. just this week. Yeah. I'll make sure to get that. And look at these little fish earrings I got. Oh, those are nice. They're cool. Yeah. yeah. Just like Aaron's pair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, shall we get into the news? I suppose. Been dreading this all day, Aaron. Uh, yeah, so have I. Uh, our first topic, we're just going to get it out of the way. Sheriff Rob Snaza voices support for Spiffy's in an online video. 
The sheriff is of the opinion that the uh, closure of restaurants due to the ongoing pandemic is a matter of constitutional rights. And his statement of support comes just days ahead of Spiffy's scheduled hearing in Lewis County Superior Court. Uh, L&I sought a restraining order against the business, this is Spiffy's, after issuing more than $100,000 in fines for the decision to remain open for indoor dining. So, um, and for, you can't see this right now, but Aaron is literally foaming at the mouth. His eyes have gone blood red. <laughs> you he's, can't see me foaming at the mouth because I am responsibly wearing a mask. He's clinching his pearls. Uh, just, it's clutching. He's, he's clinching and clutching, <laughs> alternately. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, this... Uh, the online video was this on his Facebook? Somebody's no, Facebook that's page? the weird thing we were talking about. It's on a very random person's Facebook. His name is Dave, and he has a couple of other very informal videos of him interviewing Southwest Washington Republican candidates throughout the year at different rallies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but this was kind of strange where he appeared to be in the I don't know where he was at. Yeah, I was assuming it was in the sheriff's like. Headquarters. It he was looked being like interviewed. some sort of yeah. professional setting. Right. But this guy has no title, the guy who was filming. He's just kind of a local conservative. Citizen journalist. A local, yeah. <laughs> citizen right. journalist who has, pl- yeah. Content wow. creator. Like Hot he pointed seat. out, plenty of, plenty of anti-mask memes. But the interesting thing was, is he was being, Snaza himself, though, was on screen with Caleb Heimlich, who is the Washington State Republican Party chairman, who in... And introducing him says, we're down here in Lewis County today, so apparently he had come down here, which really makes you think, you know, maybe they're, as Aaron pointed out, courting Snaza for some higher political office. Uh, yeah, is this the time where we're going to place futures bets on Rob Snaza running for a larger political office down the road? Yeah, I don't know, could I be. mean, I think doing, yeah, that type of interview definitely makes it seem that way. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, like a like a breadcrumb or something that you can look back on later and be like, oh yeah, well he was interviewed by a. Uh, by the head of the Republican Party. Yeah. Should have known this was coming. <laughs> uh, this is also like, it's been something we pointed out before that uh, certain statements, statements Rob Snaz has made uh, dating back to March and the famous uh, Don't Be a Sheep clip that made the rounds on YouTube, uh, the work of Nightcrawler. Um, I believe we mentioned at that point that, you know, this sounds like the kind of thing that could maybe be used to kickstart a campaign somewhere down the road. Mm. So, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what Snaz is up to. Um, he did jump back, too, because like, the whole thing that caught the attention was the line, don't be a sheep, right? Yeah. Back in June, July. Can't remember when that was. Time all runs <clears> together <throat> it now. It was 15 months ago in June, yeah. <laughs> but he revived that um, at the end of the interview, and it was without question, too, which I found interesting. He, he wasn't asked his opinion on the topic. It was mm-hmm. just like, I want to make sure and get this out there. And he says, when I say I don't... When I say don't be a sheep, I mean don't be a sheep. I mean listen to yourself, check the facts out for yourself, and make your own decision. So he's gone from flipping with the Seattle TV networks after he said it to now we're back where we started Mm -hmm. um, as far as that goes. All right. Uh, So there are protests or demonstrations, whatever you want to call them. I'm not sure what they're calling them themselves. Scheduled for outside the courthouse on Tuesday. does this in any way affect that? Is it uh, that? Is there any connection between these two events? Claudia and I had competing theories. I'd like to hear hers first. <clears throat> well, I didn't. That wasn't my instinct to mm-hmm. think that it would have an impact on it. I mean, I'm sure that like the timing was intentional. This interview came out the same exact day that we reported that 
Spiffy's was going to court, and I'm sure that he knew that um, before we reported it. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if this would have an impact on the protests. I'm kind of assuming that they're going to look extremely similar to how they looked outside Spiffy's restaurant with you a lot would, of angry people. You would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. And, and firearms. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, and perhaps legislators? That's something I'm really curious about because the guy who posted this interview, that guy Dave, he had some informal interviews that were with Southwest Washington lawmakers outside of Spiffy's, like in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm curious if those lawmakers will continue to kind of latch onto this now that it's in court. I don't know. Uh, yeah, interesting. It's um, extremely just divisive, and I'm not trying to straddle the fence so much I split myself in half, as they say. Uh-huh. Um, but I really understand both sides to a certain extent on this. Um, you take away somebody's like means of a livelihood th- as the way they see it, and expect them not to get enraged about it, and some of them stay open. Like I think you're living in a fantasy land to think that's not going to be the case. Yeah. Likewise, when people are legitimately terrified of a virus that kills people, um, you could see how they would be irate as well that people are remaining open. Mm-hmm. And I think if we all you know, try to expand the middle ground out, at least show grace, you can disagree. Um, and I was heartened by some of the comments. Some of the comments are terrible that kind of voiced that sentiment. Um, but, I mean, the, I think the majority of Lewis County residents would agree with Snaza, and he's an elected official, and so yeah. this isn't all that shocking. Mm-hmm. But I do get why the, the other side could be kind of just, you know, livid to yeah. see their elected um, sheriff not, not protecting their own concerns. One thing sense. that, like, stuck out to me was how Snaza blatantly said... Like, hey, please look at the data, like look at the science out there and make a decision for yourself. Um, And that's like verbatim what our health director, J.P. Anderson, said last week, almost I think just a day before, where Mm -hmm. he was saying, hey, please, if you're thinking about taking risks over the holiday season, look at the data, look at the state dashboard right now, because Lewis County is above the state average in almost every metric Uh like in infection rates in how many of our icu beds are full in how the percentage of tests that are coming back positive like the whole state is doing very poorly but lewis county specifically like last week our or maybe two weeks ago um the chief medical officers of our two main COVID hospitals were coming out and like pleading with people because their staff is being stretched thin and they're seeing record levels of COVID. Yeah. So I thought I mean, it was interesting that these two people... <laughs> Centralia was on the New York Times last week, late last week, put out a list of the top 10 um, most at-risk areas based on the number of cases in the surge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure Brian Mitke, columnist for us, noted that he thinks that the, the data is actually Centralia as a census unit, which is all of Lewis County, Yeah. Mm-hmm. is what they're taking into effect there, so it's not just Centralia. Because that data hasn't been available. Yeah. They only just started doing zip codes. Yeah. But, I mean, even so, even if that is skewed... It's not hard to go through the data and see that exponential spike starting in mid-November when our numbers, when our weekly numbers jump to triple digits and mm-hmm. have stayed there. Yeah. I think the I think the rally, they're calling it a 1,000-man rally or something to that effect. Do you think there will be 1,000 men there? I think there will. That's my opinion. I was actually talking about that with some other folks today. One of them thought 150 maybe. The other one was guessing 400. I think 1,000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. Wow. I think they're going to make that. 
Um, the email we got about it um, just over the weekend um, had the flyer that had been circulated, and it was sent by Joey Gibson from Patriot Prayer, um, who elicited some very strong feelings on both sides, um, <laughs> ranging from we had a letter to the editor um, from a, a gentleman, I think a gentleman with the, with Swarm, Southwest Washington Anti-Racism. Mm, Anti-Racist movement. And he took us to task, which you know we encouraged that in the letters to the editor. It helps keep us centered, um, but just for not writing out the man's entire life history, um, that, you know, he appeals to white nationalists, white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, you know, it's a valid point of view and that's why we have the letters to the editor section. So I appreciate getting that letter. Um, but on the other side, we have people that were criticizing us for calling it a far right organization and they'd say, you know, well, why aren't you uh, calling this group a far left organization? So it's, it's kind of a mess. We, we in the newspaper business and journalism in general, I feel, are getting shot at from both sides by trying to stand in the middle and say what's happening. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I do think that's really important criticism, though, of like not giving folks platforms without any context. Because yeah. like, half of our job is to provide the context as well, which can be hard, you're right, when, the, when there's so much. <laughs> I think you the know? person who wrote that Mossy Rock story should be exposed personally uh yeah interesting (laughs) you should say that eric it was me okay it was me um no the criticism i think is certainly well taken and uh we'll see what happens out there uh claudia you're gonna be reporting on it yeah on tuesday oh man i'm excited for no one to be able to say this is private property you have to get out because even though that wasn't a valid statement because we had been invited like here it's just like, straight up not private property, so they can't yell that not at us. At courthouse parking lot. To yeah. circle back to, and I know you want to get on to the next topic, but I sure do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my theory, as far as how I think it'll affect it, is I think to some extent, Snaza coming out and making that statement will calm things potentially, because if the sheriff's office is there, obviously they're on the first floor of the Law and Justice Center, yeah. and they have a presence. There's there's not going to be any sort of aggressive presence towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we'll see. And We'll also see if any counter-protesters show up. We haven't had those mm. type of face-offs here in Lewis County that we've seen in Olympia and Seattle and Portland. So Yeah. All right. I'm sure you'll be there. I hope uh, no one In all black shot. with your toy guillotine. I, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I will be there. Uh, I will not. I will definitely be working. Um, next topic. Incoming commissioners scheduled to take oath of office. They will be sworn into their new positions starting... Uh, let's see. New Year's Eve. They will take their oaths at 3 p.m. on New Year's Eve in the historic county courthouse. And if you would like to be there, you can be there virtually. Yay! <laughs> you can sign on to the Zoom link. And, yeah, that sounds like fun. So You know, if you're like a civic vacationer, you could come to the... To the uh to the big 1,000-man rally and then sleep over in a local hotel and then uh, come on out the next day Get for county bucks. commissioner inaugurations. Yeah, celebrate <laughs> Dead Week Right. That is happening, of course, in Chehalis, which is the county seat. Something we explained to Nightcrawler last episode. Any chance the Chronicle criticizes the crowd size um, at this swearing-in ceremony? Uh, I, I am anxious to see how the Chronicle falsely reports the crowd size <laughs> at the swearing-in ceremony, yes. Well, that's a, it's an exciting time to have two new commissioners coming in at the same time. I, yeah. I might make myself sound stupid, but I can't recall the last time that happened off the top of my head anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since we got uh, flipped the uh, flipped the commission. And Do they're you... very, very different. Oh, completely. From yeah. their challengers. like. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there'll be any hazing from uh, Gary Stamper? Like he's going to send him up to the old jail and then lock the door behind him <laughs> up on the top floor? <laughs> he's going to tell him to take the sky bridge over to the... Whoever uh, makes the it out as the vice chair of the commission this year. <laughs> tell him there's a pool on the, on the ceiling, on the roof. Do you think floor? he's already gone in and like... Moved his stuff, the stuff out of his office into the best of the three offices. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just of it. claim the best one for himself. You have to say it for Stamper too. You got to give him credit. All the controversy that came out of the commissioner's office um, from you know that era, 2016, 2017. He mm-hmm. really like emerged squeaky clean. Like he had nothing to do with any of the drama. Yeah, I mean he's a pretty affable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he doesn't come out and say a lot of uh, things that could be taken out of context or like be controversial really uh he just kind of hangs out in east lewis county and a good example was when they had the rally out in morton and he commented on it for us but it was not saying you know my my freedom my rights yeah we're gonna do it like Mm -hmm. full that way neither was it the other way to say you know i i think this is a bad idea he kind of walks that line pretty well he is just dancing on that fence Good, uh, good representative of East County, though, in my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah, he does good work out there. Uh, also used to be a pretty good basketball coach. I want to see a solid segue into the next topic. Speaking of the county and <laughs> heat coming from the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> county to purchase heat-sensing drone. Hell yeah. <laughs> Why stop at one? Oh, Lord. Um, Lewis County Sheriff's Office will soon benefit from a heat-sensing drone and a 3D laser scanning system to map major outdoor crime scenes. The prosecutor's office will pay for most of the 78,564 Trimble X7, as well as the drone, which will run more than $30,000. Prosecuting attorney Jonathan Meyer told the county commissioners last week, so this drone would allow victims or lost hikers, or in some instances suspects, to be located by a heat signature, It always seems like we have a lost hiker or lost mushroom picker, lost skier. So I think this would be a very useful tool. He's not wrong, by the way. Do Uh, we have that many lost mushroom pickers? The sacred text of the Chronicle archives would tell you that, yes, at least once or twice a year we we lose a mushroom picker. I don't know how many lost skiers we have. Yeah, I don't see skiers too often. Uh, I would imagine the folks at White Pass have their own system for looking at lost skiers. People get lost in East County, though. It does happen. Uh, this was surprising to me. The drone will replace one that the sheriff's office already has on hand, which, according to Meyer, hasn't been utilized all that much. Um, that's not a great sign in this story of purchasing a hundred thousand dollar drone. Yeah. Although he said the drone is only thirty k. <laughs> well, yeah, only thirty okay. k. <laughs> We uh, argued about riot the, gear that was $15,000. The 3D laser scanning system is almost $80,000. Oh, boy. He said uh, it hasn't been used that much because the sheriff's office had to create thorough guidelines and policies around its use, which I assume means you can't use it to, like, spy on your friends and hover over their backyard and follow their mm-hmm. heat sensors around... Uh, I mean, without yeah. protocols. It can a, be used for like a warrant, they said. Which there's is a handgun taped to that thing in a week without <laughs> <Jesus>. regulations. <laughs> At the same time, the Federal Aviation Administration established stricter regulations around drones requiring users to get certified. Plus, Meyer said, referencing why the original, the, the one they currently have, hasn't been used that much, the old drone can only be used in the daytime. Yeah. You know what else you can use in the daytime? Your eyes. Yeah, but not, you, yeah, you still got to get up there. I'm... <laughs> I thought a funny part of the story that I didn't put in there was the prosecutor's office came to the county and was asking permission to get the Trimble and the drone. And then like two days later, they came back and they said, oh, actually, so it turns out 
um, we don't technically have to ask your permission for the drone, so we're just gonna go do it. (laughs) (laughs) I also like. I hope that's chill. (laughs) Noted that um, they want Public Works to be a part of that, which I would caution. There was a tale of a Chronicle employee who I won't mention. I won't embarrass him. But he wanted to do something with his land up in Thurston County, and when he went to apply for that permit, they were like, oh, well, we've been up above your property, and you've been doing some illegal logging, so no, and pay this fine at the same time. And I've heard it in Lewis County, too. They've got aerial images that they use, and they'll call you out for an outbuilding, stuff like that. I'm not Mm -hmm. advocating for using your land um, illegally, so to speak. But uh, that could be a use for it, is finding out if you're zoned properly. Aaron, I'd be concerned if I were you, because I I know you've been doing all sorts of stuff on that property. (laughs) A lot of of sketchy projects going on out on the the ranch. Um, My only recommendation for this heat-sensing drone is every single uh, crime roundup from the sheriff's office, every time this thing gets used, I want a brief in there. Of how they used it, what they used and it a for, photo. what they found. Yeah. yeah, it should be able to take photos, obviously. Uh, yeah, but I want to see the. I want a full report of every time the heat sensing drone is used. I am intrigued. It only has to work once to find somebody and for it to be paid for, because as we all know, human life is priceless. I heard it's um, about thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so three human lives, <laughs> and we will have this baby covered. So, the, like, how much? I guess, like, how much heat does it need? Like, could it track... A human body's worth. Just a human body? Or what if, like, theoretically, like, somebody oh boy, poops outside? <laughs> Can the heat sensing, like, Why technology would they... find that? What are that? you talking about? Well, it's just like hunting when you're, like, you know, <laughs> what would tracking be... a bear or something. You're like, oh, it's, it's warm. The bear's near. I'm not even... I'm not, I'm not taking this conversation any further. Mm-mm, I'm done Look, with this. Look, this is a major county expense. We need to know everything. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it sounds cool. And if they've got the money and, you know, I, I think it's fine. I can't uh, argue against this and argue in favor of the riot gear. Like Tell I me did, where the so. poop is, Meyer. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> are the worst. I wish I had the mute button right now. <laughs> I would mute you. All right. Well, there's no good way to transition from that to our next topic. Lewis County is working with Providence and Valley View to dish out the vaccine. 700 doses coming this week. Do we know who's getting them? Did they send us a detailed list? Uh, you mean like names? Yeah. So you identify everyone? Um, yes. I think no. it's still mainly high-risk healthcare workers. Yeah, it's still trickling in, I think, right? Yeah. We really haven't had an update from the county anyway since... Um, did you write this up last week? Mm-mm, that, that wasn't was, me. That was Natalie, probably? Yeah. Um, do you guys know anyone that has gotten the vaccine yet? I've got my first one that I actually... I know someone that's gotten the vaccine. Oh, cool. Ooh. Do they talk about it nonstop? Uh, no, they <laughs> recorded it live, posted on Facebook. That's it's cool. my boy and yours, Drew Thomas, former bartender at oh, Blarnie's. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Is he in healthcare now? Uh, yeah, I think he works with so a mental health counselor or not exactly sure. S- something along those lines. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, when it becomes available, you guys still still thinking about getting that vax? I oh yeah, it. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm still. I have my I, nerves about it, but just like in the same way, like when I have to go get my blood drawn, not like I'm afraid I'm going to grow a third eye and the computer <laughs> chip's going to be there. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not looking forward to like the possible side effects the next day, but that's part of this whole process. I think our our generation, if I can th- lump us all in, Claudia's not in our generation. <laughs> no. We're old. Um, we haven't really been through a vaccine process before, so this is the first time. And I get I get being uncomfortable about it. But you never think, got vaccinated as a kid? I think, uh, no, no. I mean, as far as, uh, you know, like polio or something like that from an emerging illness. Oh, I thought maybe in North Carolina it was just like <laughs> you've got... 
I have vaccinated I have with been, uh, I have been vaccinated. inject you with tobacco leaves. Jeez. <laughs> I have been vaccinated, as have my children. Um, but uh, no, I think the I think the more and more that people, I think it's good that people brag about it and post it on Facebook because you'd be like, hey, I know him. All right. Um, let's see. Add the artist wants to get back to the arts community. Talking about Jim Stafford, the bronze sculptor in Adna for 56 years. Stafford has been creating artistic gems, namely bronze wildlife sculptures that sit in households around the world. Creating artistic gems? Gems is confusing there because it sounds like <laughs> you, he's making like a... mocking Eric Trent's like a, It sounds style. like he's like making a statue out of rubies or something. So if you see a statue in Centralia, you can be sure he, he made it, right? you got George Washington. You've got the teachers over there. At, you've uh, got the Reach for the Stars statue for the stars. at Centralia College. Didn't you know the person who like posed for it? Yeah, oh, who was that? The, yeah, Posed for reaching that? for the just stars. A, just a handsome lad. <laughs> oh, was it you? It was me. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Vantile was the one time model. One time model. And um, yeah, I've always wondered because um, of how the, Go ahead. How the Go sculpture on. is made. Um, I mean, this was fully clothed, correct? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. So what's he going to do here? He's to, he's getting rid of a large piece of equipment and offering uh, it for free to somebody. He's created an innovative right new furnace built for melting and casting metals that is safer and quicker than the traditional method, and he wants to give it away for free. It looks like to a teaching institution or something along those lines, so would-be artists can learn the techniques. He said there's not a ton of interest. Like, no one has agreed to take it which is kind of crazy it's, it's really a specialist type thing i guess yeah. i mean i'm sure someone could take it and sell it that would be the big fear mm. is yeah. to that would be such ways. a rad like college class though you know learning Sculpting. how to but like specifically melting down metal and like casting it that's yeah. pretty badass it'd be that's... fun he's been writing periodic letters to the editor too and i think we've read a story or two that disappointed that centralia college has kind of rolled back its arts programs in many ways, at least in his mind. Yeah. Um, so I think this is somewhat of an extension of that. And yeah, it's not like it's not like if you make statues, there's going to be more than one guy in this area that makes statues. You know what I mean? That's a highly specialized skill, special yeah. set of skills. So it doesn't surprise me he's not found someone for it right off the bat. He also made the Swamp Cup trophy. People he did make the Swamp Cup trophy. Yeah. Beautiful trophy. Yeah, commissioned Heavy. by the Chronicle. Um, all right, shall we move into the business feature roundup? Um, I suppose. I mean, you jumped past local Girl Scouts here. Oh, do you want to? What do, do you, you wanna... hate? Women, Aaron. <laughs> you you hate one? girls and women. I do. I do. You know what? I felt. I thought you might feel a little squeamish at the topic. Oh my goodness. Uh, this one was by Celine Fitzgerald, and it's local Girl Scouts earned silver award for. Combating Menstruation Stigma Project. Um, girls collect hundreds of hygiene items for girls in other countries. Menstruation Stigma? You mean people like Aaron are still squeamish about periods? Uh, oh! <laughs> so weird! We just skip it on the show notes. Got yeah. nervous. Stage hmm. fright. I did, yes. We can shame, shame Snaza about masks, but we can't talk about this, this project. Yes. But they, they're both 15 years old, and it's the highest award for their age that they can get is the Silver Award. And I liked it because Celine used some of her past reporting. Um, some uh, gals in Rochester, I think at Rochester High School, have their own project that they like worked into this one um, where they make pro fe feminine products available um, for everyone. And so I thought it was cool. I thought it was a nice story. People on Facebook liked it, Aaron, even if you didn't. I didn't say I didn't like it. I read the story. I thought Girl Scouts were great. <laughs> All right, that's all. 
All right, business feature roundup. What do we got? Um, what do we have? I'm not uh, currently on that page. So You're not? No. Um, we have local fiber artists support Shehala's yarn through pandemic. Uh, another Celine Fitzgerald story. Those photos are so cute. Yeah, no, they were. Jared Ooh, did a great job. Yarn. It's super colorful, uh, colorful in there. Um, I enjoyed that story a lot because it kind of ties into well, it's a business out in Abda, right? Black Sheep Creamery, isn't that a? Yeah, they're uh, they've been out on Bunker Creek for you know twenty years or so. I put in hay out there when I was a kid. But this is this is you and I. Which is in Chehalis. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what I thought was interesting. Is, um, she said, we sheared our sh first sheep in 2001, and I probably burned the fleeces until about 2008 because they weren't doing anything with them. Um, I had a friend that said, you shouldn't do that anymore. And that's kind of how the you and I experience came. So it's just kind of expanding out their business and using more of the using more of the product. Using the whole sheep. Yeah. yeah. Brad and Meg Gregory have owned and operated Black Sheep Creamery in Chehalis. It's a nice little farm. It's also connected to Shona's. The U and I store is connected to Shona's. Oh, oh and you love yes. Shona's. I love Shona's. <laughs> oh my god! Shout out to Shona. <laughs> uh, the other one that we had was Napa Vine photographer rejoices in helping others look good, and that's a uh, Eric Trent story. Um, we're also going to have another photographer business feature in tomorrow's or Tuesday's edition, I should say. I told you he gets on these themes and he's going to roll with it for a while. Yep. Um, farms and now it's now it's photographers. But yeah, I liked where she talked about uh, people not taking good photos or yes. not, not feeling like they... Uh, so she said the most gratifying aspect of her photography job and one of the reasons she stayed with it so long is that she's able to help people look their best, even those who are self-conscious about their image. If you've never had a good photograph taken of you, then you just think you look like all the terrible pictures you've seen of yourself. She said, it's I accurate. guess we should mention who it is, <laughs> Heidi Marshall. People in general have a very skewed view of themselves. When we look in the mirror, we see ourselves differently than other people do. I love helping people see themselves more how others do. There's Nothing better nice. than a photo shoot of yourself. Yeah, there's kind of a deeper, uh, you know, deeper mission in photography. I like that the photos are all courtesy photos from Heidi Marshall. She didn't want to. Uh, Photographers like in, that. Didn't want to bring in Nightcrawler. Uh, I don't think she took these. Well, she probably did. She probably set up her gear and stuff. But yeah, the other uh, photographer pictures we have are also like that. So Really? You wouldn't want, uh, you know, Crawler's main goal is to make it look as wild and as exciting as possible. And so you <laughs> probably would have somehow had poor Heidi Marshall at the scene of a house fire or something. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, uh, don't discount Crawler's uh, side hustle of taking pictures of people and making them look great, too. It's true. We also have a new masonry company, opens in Alaska. Owner James Flahout started his company in November after 31 years in the masonry trade. And this was one that really took off on Facebook. I wasn't expecting it to. It's kind of a standard business feature, so he must be either a well-known guy or there's really a need for some quality masons around here. Yeah, there could be. So that, uh, that's what we had for this week for business oh, features. Brick, block, work, stone, and a little tile. All right. Uh, what do we have next? People's Champion of the Week? Yeah. I don't even have a Sirens banger lined up. That's okay. Um, People's Champion of the Week, Tara Groninger from Oakville. The city of Oakville has named her Oakvillian of the Year, not Oakvillain of the Year. <laughs> right. Right. That's an easy one to screw up, though. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the time we, uh, we had a story about a guy who was over 100 years old and we were writing about him and somehow the headline got through. Um, Centurion from Chehalis celebrates Milestone or something. 
Um, what is a centurion? Like a Roman centurion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Centaur? We were thinking, so sad. Yeah, cent- centenarian is what we were getting for there. So. <laughs> almost. We almost got there. We almost got it. Oh. Um, so in the spirit of that name, um, we are going to proclaim her as, um, rather than People's Champion of the Week, uh, Chronicle News Dumpian of the Week. Oh, great. Good for her. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure this title. award will be as well received as her Oakvillian of the Year award. Uh, anyway, Tara Groninger received her award Friday night at the Oakville Community Center for her revival of the Oakville Food Bank during a time of great need brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Oakville Mayor Angelo Califo said that she and her dedicated invaluable friends started a food bank virtually from scratch. What began with making some calls and asking some questions has turned into a thriving organization that is providing thousands, let me say that again for emphasis, thousands of meals for people in need right here in Oakville. Yeah, and she has a personal connection to the food bank, um, according to this story, another one by Celine, because um, her grandmother, Deanna Lindholm, established the food bank 35 years ago in the same building it's operating out of now, and uh, if I recall, she also has her sons working for her, so it's a multi-generational thing, and uh, yeah, I love Oakville. Oakville is one of the my favorite towns in the coverage area. Uh, yeah, Oakville's fun. They have a Dollar General now, you know. Do they? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wanch Prairie has one, too. So. Well, the Wanch Prairie's been, been booming lately. Coming up. Met- metropolitan. Uh, let's see. We do not have a Sirens Banger of the Week. Our Sirens coverage has been a little light lately. Care to comment, yeah, sir? Yeah, people are, uh, people, are, people are obeying the law. People are obeying the law. They're not doing anything wrong. Um, I had a funny one out in Yelm again last week um, mm. at the Nisqually Valley News. It wasn't funny. It was just the middle of the day and this guy was just driving donuts in his pickup truck and almost hitting people in the movie theater parking lot that oh was empty. Oh my gosh. And the cop, the cop, young police officer showed up and parked. The guy just kept doing it. <laughs> like didn't notice him. And then just continued to be belligerent the entire time. This guy in his 20s. So, it's our most oh. read story that day. Uh, the only one I see is coins stolen from washing machines. Excitement. This was in Shayless. Uh, laundry room was reportedly broken into and coins were stolen from several of the machines. Do you think that's lucrative? Like, no. do you think they add up? I no. wouldn't expect them to. No, well, like, we have a... Risk have is a, not worth the reward. We have a sticker on many of our uh, newspaper boxes from, like, it has to be from the 70s or 60s, and it's a cartoon guy behind bars, and it was it's threatening to prosecute if you steal the coins oh from our gosh. newspaper racks. <laughs> and it says something to the effect of, is this worth time in prison? Dang. People still do it. They'll steal our boxes and pry open the coin thing and then just chuck the box out, you know, in a field somewhere. Take their dollar fifty and And that's the thing. It gets collected every day. I mean, every edition. So there's never all that much money. A little birdie told me we're getting new news boxes. So if we do, (laughs) what if you know um, when you have a lime bike and you try to steal it and it Mm -hmm. goes like, "Stop! We are calling the police." I like that. That. Yeah. Or like an exploding like ink pouch at the top or something. Yeah, that sounds... that's on brand. We've got sense. all sorts of uh, old ink around here, so <laughs> that sounds extremely cost effective. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you could uh, continue on last week's. You could put a rat in there in the coin thing, and they oh, break gross. in there. Oh yeah, There's put one in there. <laughs> Wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> oh, I hope I, I hope we we don't see massive rat theft after. A listener gets an idea from this. Every single listener steals a newspaper box. 
Three boxes. It's only like 75 cents in there, guys, I swear. One of my proudest moments in life is when I worked in Kalispell in Montana, and I was buying a copy of the newspaper. It was my day off at the rack, and a guy behind me yelled, Stop, stop, don't close it. And I slammed it shut and walked away. Whoa! (laughs) You wanted to steal a paper. What a narc, Eric. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't even identify the person. Don't know them. (laughs) You don't. I'm sure he didn't pay for it after that. <laughs> he was like, oh, not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, let's see. Newspaper theft is serious business, people. Yeah, it's very serious. Um, I always like the people that get mad and complain about, uh, like, there's like, like the, if there's a basic error in the newspaper and they'll complain and rant and rave about it, it's like, you paid a dollar for it. Like, calm down. You know, we try to still be accurate. Yeah, yeah, but and I they mean, paid a dollar seventy five. It's not like they were like, I thought we gave the Ophelian the plague. You really scared me. <laughs> we do have to mention that Claudia has saved saved the day. I'm filling in for Natalie, um, and I moved a story and it made it to the page, not in the paper, but out for proofing. And yeah, it said that she was uh, given a plague for her efforts <laughs> rather than a plaque. <laughs> Thankfully, Claudia caught that. I have a feeling people would have had some fun at our expense. <laughs> I can only imagine in the comments section. Oh, we got a stories of the year stuff up here. Um, Facebook comments of the week. I have nothing prepared. So. Coming in hot. Do we have anything jumping off the page at you? Um, let's see. I'm going to switch it up here and let's go um, cronline.com comments of the week. Let's see what we got here. So the dedicated on, readers. <laughs> this yeah. is a. Uh, this is on the uh, Snaza story that we posted this afternoon on him voicing his support for Spiffy's. So one Boy. person says, Oh, ah, this was a good comment. The sweet smell of liberty. If you communist sympathizers don't like it, Thurston, Pierce, and King County's beckon you. Come based in the <laughs> stew of your homeless and lawless lands. Oh, my uh, gosh. Spiffy's <laughs> will always have a home at Port of Winlock. Everyone doing what you can is called Freedom. And then they plug their website in there. I must note there is no Port of Winlock. Though. Fun fact, though. <laughs> Winlock is the number three zip code for COVID cases. Ooh, now really? that that That's data has been released. Fun fact. Unfun facts. <laughs> One more. Uh, I won't read the whole thing because it's pretty long. Uh, what constitutional rights are you fighting to protect? Your right to eat in a restaurant? Your right to spread a potentially deadly disease? Even the Vandenberg... Lo- <laughs> Sorry, he's referencing another commenter. Even the Vandenberg law person who opposes the governor's restrictions acknowledges he has le- the legal authority to impose them under his emergency powers, so it's not the same. We only have to follow the laws we personally want to follow. And then it goes on. <sighs> All right. Surely this will be the... Last time we talk about that subject. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it for sure. Uh, I don't think people are even going to read that story, realistically. No, probably not. The 300 comments I just saw on the Facebook <laughs> poster, probably just bots. Let's see. We did uh, Cascade bots. Forest Conservancy <laughs> collecting wood to place in rivers in hopes of uh, aiding fish populations. The Eric Trent story from the weekend edition. and That was pretty cool. We have uh, comments here. It was pretty cool. It didn't make the, sh- the show, but it is cool, and you should go read it. Um, this person says, around 40 years ago, I was working in the woods. At some point, Ellen and I said I needed to needed a retraining program, so I looked into fisheries. At that time, there was a big push by fisheries to remove logs and the woody debris from rivers because it was seen as obstructions to fish passage. Contractors were hired for this, and even inmate crews were utilized. How ironic, now 40 years later, we are doing what we shouldn't have been doing in the first place. Oof. Dang. He's not wow. wrong. This person is not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I never heard of that. That's super interesting. 
Uh, let's see. There was a Stories of the Year post about an Adna nurse uh, working at NYC. Uh, it was a nice story about Amy Cheney. One of the com- one of the one of the comments is comical. Give it a rest. More fake news. Hospitals are laying people off at record rates. And uh. Amy Cheney herself replies, Ooh. "Come on, man. This was the story of the year. If you and if you read it, it was talking about my experience at NYC." Uh, you know, good on her for getting in the comments and defending herself. I I'm a coward when it comes to that. There was a time when I would get in there and I would try to correct people. I'd be nice. Post a lot of gifts. Uh, post some gifts. My Stanley from the office rolling his eyes gif was a showstopper in the comments. People <laughs> liked it. Um, but I just kind of gave up on it because people are pretty ugly in there, and yeah. I realize they don't really represent our our readers. I mean, for the most part, they're they're not they're not newspaper readers. So, yeah. All right. Anything else we need to cover uh, before we clock out? I don't think so. What do you got coming for us, Claudia? Spiffy, spiffy, spiffies. Spiffies. Um, yeah, and then besides that, kind of um, the sitting county commissioners' last—I don't want to say last hurrah—but last meeting on big issues that will continue to be big issues after they leave office. Hopefully, will give us some insight into what they hope. Will happen in 2021. Eric Trent's got a story coming on uh, hunting coyotes. If anybody read his story on uh, elk hunting out in, um, where was he at? He was out past PL. He was out in, uh, yeah. Yeah, if anyone read that to like it, he he went out with a guy from Oakville, my favorite town. Uh And uh, they, I think, attempted to kill some coyotes together. I always hear them out at your place, Aaron. I always text you, too, as soon as I hear them. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you're just like, are you okay? Did you hear those? <laughs> I always ask. I want to make sure your dog Ralph's okay. You know? uh, just... Ralph is hidden behind the fence and has no desire to get on the other side of that fence. I so. don't think he would do well with that. I... Um, the only other news I had is, uh, and I've regrettably already laid this out on the page, Washington to pay unemployment benefit in absence of federal coronavirus package. Um, right before coming in, it appears Donald Trump, the president, has agreed to sign the bill. So that um, might not be in play anymore. It might not be necessary. So the government can go to work tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. I, I didn't had... see if he had signed it or not, so I'm not committing to any of this. I had a story last week on Representative Jamie Herrera Butler, and I wrote it on Friday, but we pushed it, and it's, we were all convinced that Congress had come to an agreement. So I literally went into the story and edited things and was like, now that Congress is basically going to pass something in the next three hours. Yeah, he threw people for a loop. It's, it's frustrating. The news business is like that. I always said that radio folk have it, you know, lucky. Yeah. Our friends over at KLA, and they can just spew it out and it's gone. <laughs> we have to write it and then hope the world doesn't change. <laughs> no record of it. <laughs> Ah, I always envy that about the radio guys. Um, it's true. All right. And with that, we're going to put a bow on this one. Enjoy. How do your... they listen to the podcast, Aaron? How do, who listen Where do to they the go? Podcast? Where do people go? Well, if you're a, you know, if you're a Schwartz disciple, you'll go to cronline.com and click the link with a provocative picture. Cronline.com slash podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or... Uh, it's on a bunch of other stuff too. Anchor, uh, OnlyFans, Castro. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can hear the the Nightcrawler specific episodes on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> and with that, we will talk to you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. See you guys next year. Uh-